0: Hello everyone, my name is Amelia, and I give you a very warm welcome to another episode of my podcast called Europedia, Europe at your fingertips, where I will talk about some of the most popular countries in Europe. Today, April 3rd, 2022, we will talk about a stunning and full of cultural heritage country. Also a very musical, popular one, (laughs) this country is England. We will also talk about its etymology, history, some of the best places to visit, historical figures, and facts. So, first of all, like, I know that last episode I told you guys that I was going to talk about the United Kingdom. But, um, okay, so the United Kingdom is um, consists on uh, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And also, <laughs> Great Britain consists on England, Scotland, and Wales. So, if I were to speak about the whole United Kingdom, I would uh, like this episode would be about <laughs> Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. And yeah, I think that would be. Sort of too much, just for one episode, so I decided to uh do my research and yeah the from these four countries, the one with the most let's say um touristic um uh, yeah with more touristical yeah with more tourists and with more mm, let's say uh yeah popularity. <laughs> is England, so yeah, we, we are going to, to talk about this country. And okay, first of all I'm going to give you some key information from it. It has a population of almost 56 million, the capital city of this country is London, uh, they speak English, and it is not a member of the European Union right so the uh, the etymology of this country I mean it's not it's not very difficult it's it's um okay according to the YouTube channel name explain big shout out name explain honestly it's this channel for finding name origins uh, England means land of the angles uh the angles <laughs> angles I see I say it as a l-e-s because otherwise it would sound like angels no we are not talking about (laughs) lay we were talking about the line of the angles who were um they were a tribe that occupied england in in the beginning of the middle ages the thing is that the angles sailed to to modern day england from a modern day northern germany and the place where they sailed from was called the Angeln Peninsula. And and yeah, that's that's why England means land of the Angles. And the Angles are called Angles because of the Angle Peninsula in northern Germany. So the history of England <laughs> There's there is a lot of dates like numbers that I wouldn't need to say when speaking about the history of countries but please you guys bear with me it's just I think if history itself is very complex if we added the numbers to it it will be very like yeah, very a lot more confusing so yeah let's let's go to the history of England and um without saying too many dates right so England was first inhabited during the let's say Paleolithic period the upper Paleolithic period and as I told you guys the Angles settled during the it was like the fifth or sixth centuries and of course in the in the common era uh, the iron age allowed people to create settlements in here and of course, as we saw in uh, <laughs> in some of the latest episodes, Julius Caesar was, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, not, not just Julius Caesar, I mean, Rome itself conquered almost all of Europe. And of course, England didn't escape from that. So, Julius Caesar sent an expedition in the year... I think it was like in the 6th century BC, and he failed to conquer, but the Romans got to conquer England in the year of 50... it was like in the... yeah, it was in the year 43, so yeah, it took them almost a century, it took the Romans almost a century to invade England. And of course, they ruled England as a colony for the following six hundred years. Uh, they, the Romans, built a lot of roads, cities with baths, <laughs> like the city of Bath, <laughs> aqueducts, and theaters. And it was yeah, it was a very important colony for Rome. Uh, the thing, a very important thing to mention, that also happened in let's say this Roman rule England, was that the Emperor Hadrian commissioned uh, for people to build Hadrian's Wall, which would separate, or yeah, like, put a, put a, yeah, would, would be between England and Scotland, and yeah, this, it was a, yeah, I don't know what's the, what's the thing with Romans always wanting to be like, this is mine, and this is yours, so I'm going to put a wall, Yeah. So, a few years later, in the almost in the 5th century, King Bardigan invited Danish mercenaries to defend the area that he that he ruled from attacks because of course there were lots of attacks. But the thing is that the Danes turned their back on England and established the first Saxon kingdom of England. The thing is, um it's very interesting to um to like realize how much let's say Scandinavian or like Nordic culture, Nordic rulers, Nordic kingdoms had to do with um with England because yeah, I mean when you think about it, they are not as far from each other as 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 one would think. I mean, they are pretty close. So, yeah, the Vikings the Danes being vikings and wanting to rule a lot of course they they had settlements in England thing is that in the dark ages Saxon and Angle kingdoms had a lot of wars and in this period there was a lot of art and literature that was inspired by christianity uh, the dark ages ended with <laughs> invasions of of course Viking armies that established settlements and took over all of England. Uh, Of course, as I said, being Vikings, they also liked battles. There were lots of battles between kingdoms, between Viking kingdoms in England back then, but these kingdoms were unified during the reign of King Æthelstan. It didn't last long, because in the 11th century, when King Æthelstan died, Three men like <laughs> were fighting uh, because they wanted the throne of England. These three men were Harold I, Hudel Hardrada, King of Norway, and William of Normandy. Uh, from the three of them, it was William of Normandy who became king. and um, he was pretty clever because he gave lands to like let's say his lords uh so they could give him money for having those lands and he also built lots of castles and yeah he he raised lots of money because of all the castles because of let's say uh all of his people having to to pay him the thing is that yeah he raised a lot of money and it was he was going very well until the black dead happened the yeah the plague and uh, it was responsible for killing one third of the population of England, and yeah the, um it took england uh quite quite a while to let's say like go back to normal or maybe not go back to normal, but like not even recover, like yeah, just keep going and yeah the the Tudor dynasty began in the fifteenth century, we know. We know the Tudor dynasty because dynasty because of because of Henry VIII, who broke with the Catholic Church and declared himself like the head of a new religion, like the Church of England. He did this because he wanted to uh, to like divorce his wife, and the Catholic Church wouldn't allow him to. Thing is, he had like seven wives or something like that, and. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you guys, I have seen Tudors, like the series, and I I don't very much like Henry VIII. And I don't know why every TV series likes to depict him as a gorgeous, handsome, yeah, perfect man. Because the paintings say exactly otherwise. But yeah, uh, speaking about more Tudors, after that, Queen Mary who was, I don't know, maybe he was like Henry VIII's great-great-granddaughter or something like that. She wanted to revert England to Catholicism years after Henry's death. After Mary Queen Elizabeth, uh, during her reign, the navy that was established by her ancestor Henry VIII became England's mayor form of defense. And besides from this, it also became the way in which um, the English explored, colonized, and traded all around the world in a period called England's Golden Age. Um, Yeah, uh, there was a moment when England really very much had power all around the world, Uh, but we will talk about this later. Uh, Thing is, um, Charles the First, dissolved the English Parliament in the seventeenth century, and this led to the English Civil War. His son, Charles the was exiled, and then the monarchy was replaced with the Commonwealth of England. And also and then after the Commonwealth of England, uh it was like England was ruled by the Protectorate. And thing is, even though um Uh, Like, the people that were ruling England back then exiled Charles II. Um, It was like, less than 10 years after they exiled him, they ended up asking him to come back and be king again. Yeah. (laughs) A few years... yeah, cut to a few years later, the Georgian period began in the 18th century. It was a period of lots of social and political history architecture, fashion, and it lasted about a hun- uh, yeah, hundred years, and it was also a part of the industrial Revolution that began around this one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, the year. It kind of started in the 1770s until the 1840s, and this Georgian period made England one of the richest countries in the world. But it was also like in the in the span of time where when England lost a lot of control, especially if it 's American territories with the yeah with the American independence uh, but nevertheless, Queen Victoria came to the throne in the year eighteen almost in eighteen forty. And when she became queen, I think she became queen at, like, 18? (laughs) When she took the throne, she was the queen of Great Britain, Canada, Australia, India, New New Zealand, and parts of Africa. So yeah, when she died, her reign had witnessed the... a lot of things, but let's say that some important things were the invention of steam power, industrialization and a lot of advancement in the arts. So, her son, when he took the throne, the Edwardian England started. Yeah, the Edwardian period. And it was a period of decadence and lots of enjoyment. Then, cut to a few years later, England was an ally in the First World War. Then in the year 1928, women were granted the boat and then go to, a few years after, England was also an ally in the World War II, uh, then there is a, a date for the national recovery of the war, like, there is a, it's a, it's a holiday actually, it, it happened in the year 1951, and yeah, national recovery of the war. And then in the year 1960 there was a huge social and sexual revolution with the invention of the Peel and with a lot of musical groups that were leading youth, like the youth, youth culture. And yeah, um, uh, the United Kingdom, which England is part of, joined the the European Union in 1973 until 2020 and um yeah yeah you guys that's like some some key information about um about England's history <laughs> yeah it's um yeah the thing about about this history oh yeah big shout out to the youtube channel captivating history it was really captivating it's very interesting the way that we see uh, let's say, Scandinavian countries such as, let's say, Denmark, um, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland, we see them as something very different from, uh, from countries such as England, but I mean, they... I mean, <laughs> the Vikings, the Scandinavian culture had a lot of business, not only like monetary business, in England. So yeah, we we shouldn't keep them as something so separate. I mean, it's just interesting to see how even though some places were let's say not conquered or like yeah, conquered by other places. And we think that conquering yeah, we think that the countries that were conquered are it kind of makes us I don't know have a feeling of these countries being very different. But after all, I, I think that there's a lot of similarities. And not only like in this example with the Vikings in England, there is also like the example of who else? Let's see. I like if I started talking about this, I would it would take me a lot more time and we are not talking about it. oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry you guys, it's just, yeah, the thing is, I'm a very big fan of Scandinavian culture so it's very interesting to see the way, to see the things they left on society and especially on a country as powerful as England right now So yeah, now we are going to talk about some of the best places to visit in England according to the YouTube channel Turopia the number five is Oxford with, of course, Oxford University, which was founded in the 12th century. It's the oldest English-speaking campus in the world. Number four is Stonehenge. It's one of the most recognized ancient ruins in the world, dating back over 5,000 years. Number three is the city of Bath, as I mentioned in the history of England, um, I mean, it's called Bath because that's what it was. That's what this city was when it was founded by the by the Romans in the in the I think it was in the 50 or 60, 70 after date. Uh, yeah, they they built baths in this city because of its hot springs, which are still they 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 are still going, but I think that. In most places people are not allowed to to have public baths yeah also uh, the bath is known because of its Georgian architecture Uh, number two is York because of its collection of Roman medieval and Viking remains yeah it's um of course I mean it's just like as I was telling you guys the like just imagine looking at the contrast of, of like of cultures as different as let's say romans with vikings i mean one of them was let's say in the south the other one was up in the north and it's just so interesting to see to see so many kilometers collide in a city or in a country which would be england right now and the number one is of course london which is full of palaces like let's say buckingham palace which also has the Tower of London, the Big Band, the London Tube. Yeah, they're just... It's just London. Yeah, it also has Soho. It's... Yeah. Very popular, very famous city. It's just amazing. Uh, so yeah, now we are going to move on to some historical figures in England. According to the YouTube channel, Wandering Ravens. This was a very... as, as the guys in Wandering Ravens said. It's very difficult to kind of fit the the like all of the like all the important people from this country in such a yeah it's impossible to put them all or to try to put them in such a small list considering how um, England was so like it had people from England, Englishmen, had a lot of, like, they just, I don't, I don't even know, you guys, I'm sorry, I I forgot the word, (laughs) they had a lot of, like, influence, yeah, that's the word, influence, in all around the world, so it's, some. yeah this top 10 is not necessarily like a very like this 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 is the top 10 no it's not the top 10 it's just just an opinion uh, which I agreed with so yeah the number 10 would be uh, a man who led the revolution against them against the monarchy in the Civil War of England and his name was Oliver Cromwell also we have Queen Victoria she was the longest, <laughs> the longest reigning monarch in the United Kingdom and she's called the Grandmother of Europe. I think she has like... I don't know if it was 70 grandsons or great-grandsons, but yeah, she's the Grandmother of Europe. Also Elizabeth I, who helped establish protest- Protestantism. She also defeated the Spaniards and she created a very artsy environment like during her reign. Uh, we also have John Lennon, of course, a Beatle. We have Isaac Newton, who discovered gravity, and he was also one of the most influential scientists. Like, even even right now, he's still one of the most influential scientists. Uh, speaking about influential people, we have William Shakespeare. He's the greatest playwright and poet. We also have, of course, Charles Darwin, he, he was a naturalist that contributed to the theory of evolution, and this theory, I mean, up to date, we still we still we still use this theory or many ideas of this theory. We still, let's say, we also still watch plays from Shakespeare. We still use mathematical um, formulas by Newton. So yeah, talk about influential people. Uh, we also have Princess Diana. Uh, there is also I, I actually didn't know about this, but um, the a man that that helped to start the industrial revolution was an Englishman, and his name was Isambard Kingdom Brunel. That's an interesting name, and he also built and this like he designed and built the the first tunnel in England, which was the the Thames Tunnel. And of course, we also have Winston Churchill, who was a prime minister that made Britain, or like, yeah, England, get victory in World War II. So yeah, now we move on to some facts of England, according to the YouTube channel Most Amazing Top 10. These really were some very good top 10 facts, so yeah. Uh, a funny fact is that the Queen owns all the swans, dolphins, and whales in England. Well, not only in England, like all around the UK and the places she rules. Uh, Colchester is the oldest English town. Uh, there are around 250 historic castles in England. And you guys notice I'm saying England, not the UK. 'Cause if, if we if we if we were speaking about the UK, I mean just consider Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland. But that, that's a lot. Lots of castles. Also, nowhere, like no place in the UK or like yeah in England is more than 70 miles away from the ocean. Because yeah, the, the UK is uh, um yeah, it's it's a big island. <laughs> also, English people drink more tea than Anyone, anywhere else in the world. Also, England invented football. And it is also home of some of the greatest musicians that have ever existed. Such as the Beatles, Rolling Stones, David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, Radiohead, Oasis, Pink Floyd, The Smiths, The Clash, Joy Division. And I could go on and go on and go on. Because, you know, this has a lot to do with punk culture that, that started in, in England. Also, England invented postage stamps. Also, an Englishman invented the WWW. His name was Tim Berners-Lee. And, uh, yeah, just another funny fact is that cheese rolling is an all-English tradition and competition. Like a sport. Rolling cheese down heels yeah it's a competition so yeah you guys um, um I uh, I very much apologize again for not speaking about Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales it's just but yeah if we when we speak about England it has a lot to it, 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 it has a lot of influence in relation to to these other three countries from the UK so uh, so yeah that, that would be it. And yeah you guys, those were today's cue points. Thank you very much for tuning in. This was Amelia speaking in the podcast. <laughs> speaking in the podcast Europedia. And yeah, make make sure to check out next week's episode to to know more about um uh the fifth most popular country in the world. This country is uh, it's Germany yeah I'm pretty sure it's Germany so yeah you guys you guys stay keep tuning in thank you very much for for your attention thank you very much for tuning in and I hope you have a very nice week see you guys